You're listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast with your host, Jacob Faisigan. Hey, welcome back to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. So glad that you are joining us once again this week. I wanted to start out today's podcast with a few announcements. We have several places we're going to be over the month of February. We would love to see you, love to come cheer you on at your competition. Here are the ones that are happening that we know of that we'll be at on February 3rd. There is CrossFitting Four Cures in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's going to take place at Western Kentucky University, and that competition is for three-person teams, all male or all female. Go to CrossFitting, the number four, cures.com. Also on February 3rd, CrossFit Live Loud's first competition, Raising the Bar competition. It's for two-person teams anyway, which means they could be male-female, male-male, female-female, or female-male. That's going to take place in Cleveland, Tennessee. Go to CrossFitLiveLoud.com for more information. The third competition happening on February 3rd is Northwest Tennessee Winter Throwdown. This is going to be a team competition, either male-male or female-female. They're both scaled and RX divisions. Check out Facebook for more information on that. Also in February, we're going to be at Mayhem Showdown, which is on February 10th. It's going to be a CrossFit Mayhem. That's going to be male and female partner competition multiple ages across rx division and one single scale division go to crossfitmayhem.com for more information the last thing we want to let you know about is that early registration um, for big orange brawl in knoxville tennessee is now live so you can go register for that that's going to take place at the world's fair park if you want more information go to bigorangebrawl.com All right, the last thing we want to let you know about today is a very exciting thing that we're doing here at Barbell Voodoo. It's called Barbell Voodoo Private Label, and this is a clothing line that you can purchase for your gym shirts, your competition shirts, or team shirts with the CrossFit Open kicking off at the end of February. We're excited to offer you a special going on. The Open Special is a treble tees, two-color front, One color back starting at $8 each with no other fees or shipping charges. If you want more information on that, go to barbell-voodoo.com slash private. Check out our prices. We'd love to be a part of your events in your local box, and we would love to hear from you. Let us know how we can help you. In today's podcast, we sit down with former NFL player Colin Mooney. We're excited to hear his story and talk about how he has made it through all the changes in his life, whether it be from teams, with the Army, um, and with life, playing football, and continuing his fitness journey as one of the owners of CrossFit Trivium here in Brentwood, Tennessee. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. It was a fantastic um, story to hear and to go along with him on his journey. So I hope you enjoy it. Hey, this is Rich Froning. You're listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. So here we are today talking to uh, Colin Mooney, a former football player, um, professional football player. He is a uh, husband, father, uh, part owner at the uh, greatest box in Middle Tennessee, Trivium. 
and uh, also uh, currently a financial advisor, and uh, we're here today at Trivium. If you hear things in the background going around, those are people coming in for a class that's starting here in a little bit, um, but uh, we're here talking with him. Can you say hi? Hey, how's it going? All right. We're fantastic, and I'm glad to hear. Um, you know, things I've, I've learned about Colin, um, just reading about his life, he's, he's had a ton of just kind of transitions in life, huge transitions. And, and for me, uh, for anybody that's kind of read anything about my story that I put out there, um, I don't handle transitions well. Uh, every time I can see a transition coming, I can make plans for that transition, and it will wreck me. And, and the only question is, how bad is it going to wreck me? You know, like how bad off course am I going to get food-wise, and how bad am I going to, um, you know, kind of screw things up along the way? And so I try to, you know, gain consistency. You haven't had a really consistency in your life over a long period of time with all the movements. Can you tell us some kind of about your story and background, you know, how you got from, what, Texas? Yeah. Started in Texas and moved yeah, forward? grew up in Texas. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it, gosh, the last, you know, you know, 15 years of my life has been a lot of transition. Uh, so, and it all kind of goes back to high school. And that's where, that's where it all got started the whole journey with West Point to the Army to the NFL I mean it all got started at a pretty young age um, back in 2001 uh, September 11 2001 uh, 9/11 happens that was a huge shift in my life as far as what I wanted to do I knew at that point I wanted to serve in some capacity um, and and so I decided that I was going to go to West Point that was going to be my path um, and so I had, I had started that process. I had applied. I was, you know, going through all the, the congressional nomination panels and everything else. And then they started recruiting me for football. They didn't want me as a, a linebacker, which is what I played in high school. But um, And I wasn't highly recruited as a linebacker, being, you know, 5'9", and, you know, too short, slow white guy uh, to play linebacker at the collegiate level. So they told me, hey, you know, you can come play at West Point, but you're going to play fullback. Um so right there, you know, there's a transition. <laughs> mm. um, I have to, you know, go play the collegiate level, the D1 level, and make a change from, you know, playing linebacker defense to playing fullback on, on offense. Um, so I, I got to West Point. You know, I, I, uh, I, 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 had, I, I had a certain goal, and I think that's where it all kind of comes back to is, you know, your goals and, and along the way and every step of the way and every transition there's always been a, a goal there's always been you know a progressive realization of uh some kind of goal and some kind of in 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 state um and even now that's that's true in my life and even right now it's it's harder to find especially in my in my fitness and my training uh, life uh, what that goal is going to be um and but and I need to establish that at some point, especially after making the transition from football and now into the corporate world, uh, just trying to figure out uh, you know what my my next big goal is going to be. Um, but yeah, so I had to make that transition from linebacker to fullback, and and I had this goal of you know being the starting fullback, and so that all started my freshman year, um, you know, and and I came in with like seven other guys at the position. Uh, and we had a ton of dudes on the team at the time. It was like 200, 250 guys on a college team, which is crazy, but we don't have any kind of 
scholarship restrictions at West Point. Um, so they can they can fill out a big team, and they, that's what they were doing at the time. That was kind of the recruiting process. Um, so I came in with a lot of guys. Uh, I was basically like a glorified walk on, um, and and it was just consistent work, uh, and just keeping like I kept showing up and being consistent in my work and, and staying after that goal. That by the time I was a senior, I was actually I had achieved that goal. I mean, it took me until my senior year to actually be the starting uh, fullback. So you um, kind of were hitting with kind of deficits along the way. You had had this goal, but, but it was like, well, in order to get there, you're going to have to do something completely different than you've ever done, and so you got to work there. And then you show up, and you didn't realize that everyone was invited to the party, not just like <laughs> right, you. Yeah. It's, not just, it's not just me, you know. Like, I, I wasn't special. Yeah, yourself. yeah. Yeah, not, not special in any way. It's just and, – and some of that was <sighs> – Gosh, I mean, it was almost – I was the starter by default at that point, too, because, I mean, as you, some may know, West Point attrition rates are very high, especially mm. on the football team. So by the time I – I was the only senior fullback left <laughs> yeah. by the time I got there. And that's – and that kind of ties all ties into my story as well as just, you know, having extreme patience mm. and being able to be consistent and stick with that goal until you achieve it. You know, it may take you – three or four years or five years or however long but just being able to stick with it eventually you're going to reach your end state you're going to reach that goal eventually and even if you don't reach that that huge goal that you set out for yourself you're going to attain something way further than what you had you know previously thought that you even could yeah um so is that some bullheadedness yeah, I'm a super stubborn person, too. Um, so that probably plays into it as well. <laughs> like, I'm not really one to give in or kind of uh, give up on things, which is something I've learned that there are times when you should let things go. Yeah. Um, and Sometimes those something. strengths can be weaknesses all right, at the same time. Right. Yeah. I, there's a great book called, um, I believe it's called The Dip, and it's, and it's kind of figuring like, okay, can you be the best in the world at what you're doing? And if not, maybe it's not worth your time pursuing that. Like maybe you oh, should wow. be pursuing something else that yeah. makes more sense. But in the pursuit of what you're not that great at, <laughs> you may find something that you're you're better at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was the biggest. That was you know a big transition right there. And then, um, you know, kind of second transition from college graduating from West Point into the army and this whole NFL thing coming about uh so I had no intention of ever even considering the NFL before going to West Point it was you know I was going to be in the army I was going to be a career guy like that's that's what I was going to do and you know God has a funny way of you know messing with our plans uh, <laughs> yeah so um my senior year it, we switched from a pro style like, you know, I formation offense to a back to the triple option, which is what uh-huh. they ran like in the 80s and, and 90s. And, and so we went back to that. And that's what created the NFL um, interest. Interesting, yeah. Because I went from having maybe like one or two carries my first three years um, as, a, as a backup. I mean, I think I got like one carry against VMI when we were up like 64 to nothing. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. like that was the one carry I had. To having like 230-something carries. Oh, and, wow. You know, like 1,300-something yards. 
So that garnered some interest from NFL teams, and um, I got invited to some mini camps and and things like that, some all-star games and mini camps towards my senior year and towards the end of my senior year. So that was kind of the next transition kind of shift is, all right, you know, what what am I going to do with this football thing? And, it, I mean, it took talking to a lot of mentors and, and praying about it and trying to figure out, you know, what's what's next for me um, if I want to pursue it or not. And I, I had kind of come to, come to terms with not pursuing it. Okay. I was like, man, like you're talking about, okay, two years out of football, this probably isn't going to work out. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to pursue it. I'm just going to, you know, pursue the Army career, get after it. Um, so and you're then, at this point, you're out of playing. You're not playing at all. Right, right. I, two years I of, just graduated West yeah. Point. Just letting um, yourself go. Department of Defense. Pizza. Yeah. Pizza wing, just <laughs> crushing it. Uh, <laughs> real fat. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, Department of Defense policy says that if, if you go to a service academy, you are required to do 24 months active duty before you can pursue anything okay. professionally. So I knew I had two years at least before I could pursue anything. Yeah. So I was like, I was like, ah, I don't know, maybe uh, just kind of do my army thing and, and not worry about this. Uh, and then I had a mentor encourage me, say, look, you only have, you have like one shot at this in your mm-hmm. life. Like yeah. there's only a small window in your life where you can actually play a professional sport and play at that level. Um, so you need to find a way to pursue this. And let's, let's try to find a way to pursue this. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, do, how in the world do you do that? I mean, you're, you're out of being a professional athlete for two years. You're, you're serving your country yeah. um, and somehow having to stay at peak physical and mental shape if you have any hope of yeah. pursuing <laughs> that, that possible dream. Yeah, it was, I, I, I'd be lying to you if I said it was easy. I mean, it was probably the, it turned into three years, but it was probably the wow. toughest three years of my life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Thankfully, it worked out. But and it comes back to the having the goal, you know, pursuing that goal, and being consistent with it, and developing uh, good habits. And and there's also a faith component to that. You know, uh, I had a chaplain at West Point tell me, um, you know, to work while you wait. Like, mm. continue to work. You put in the work. You keep showing up. Like, God's gonna take care of it. It, it it's it's gonna it's gonna be handled. It, it, like. Yeah. Don't stress it so much. Like, just go to work, yeah. and things will things will happen. So that's why I mean that's part of my my story too is like just going to work and then you know having faith that it's going to work out the way that's supposed to work out. Yeah. Um, show up, do the hard work. Yeah, just show up and do the work. Yeah. And and something's going to happen, and and that all comes back to having you know discipline, being able to be disciplined enough to get up early in the morning, go work out, things like that, um, because for those. Gosh, I guess it was for those three years, two and a half, three years, uh, I would get up early in the morning. So probably I would get up at, you know, probably later than I do now. Uh, <laughs> but I would get up at five uh, and I would go and I would do like speed and agility work. And then I would go and do um, like the Army PT stuff, you know, run. Mm-hmm. They would run and do jumping jacks and things like that. Um and then come home, grab some breakfast, go to go to my army job, which was you know basically like nine to five. Okay. Um, it it varied from day to day. So some days it was 
desk work. Some days I was out in the field shooting howitzers. Some days I was, you know, well, that's pretty cool. Working yeah. on trucks and trying to find a, a, a wrench that uh, had gone missing in the motor pool. So, <laughs> so it was different day to day, but it was always consistent. I had that morning time. I did the speed and agility, and then after work, I always, you know, did the weight stuff. So I was I was lifting in the afternoon after work, and then three like two or three days a week i was going to a local church mm-hmm. and catching balls from like junior high kids oh like, yeah yeah so i was i was going out and i was yeah catching running routes and catching balls from junior high kids they were uh-huh. training with this local trainer yeah um just to stay in like some kind of football mentality mm-hmm. shape um you know running routes because it's football shape is a different kind of shape i mean like okay. changing direction and doing all that i mean it's it's hard it's hard to train for a, an NFL game because you know you're you're having to be instinctual, instinctual and change direction and all that. So I just needed something that was as close as possible to yeah. that as, as I could. So I was you know catching balls from from junior high kids yeah. at the local church. <laughs> um, and yeah, just so so the first time I tried to come out, 2011. Man, I'm putting a lot out there, but 2011 was like the worst year of my life. Oh wow! Honestly, yeah, <laughs> because um, so that spring i I tried to come I tried to come out to play, uh, and I did a I did a pro day at the University of Oklahoma, and um, I did really well at it. I thought something was going to happen. Um, you know, I thought I was going to get picked up by a team. You know, things were were looking good. Literally a week later, the NFL lockout happens in 2011. Oh, wow, yeah. And it just, yeah. like, totally shuts down my chances of uh-huh. getting picked up in the offseason, which is what I needed because I had been, been out for two years. So it's yes. like I was a guy that needed an offseason bad. Mm-hmm. Um, one, to get back into playing football, and two, like, to prove myself that, you know, I could actually yeah. run with those guys. And so it would give you that time, you know, with the pro, at the pro at the level athletes yeah. to get back into it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I needed that time, uh, and it, it didn't happen. Like, tra- it was like a day before training camp started. Oh, wow. The lockout was lifted, and there was just like a frenzy of signing guys. Oh, gosh. And there was no way I was going to go into a training camp and have any chance of, like, you know, even coming close to making a team. So, uh-huh. so it, was, it was another another year of waiting basically and and during that time this summer that summer um gosh it was like one hit after another uh so my good friend guy i grew up with and was roommates with at west point was killed in afghanistan Mm. um that summer and so that was just that was devastating um you know i found out one of my buddies was diagnosed with ms one of my other friends was Blown up in Iraq and has his leg screwed up. Another one of my friends like had yeah. both of his. So lost, seemingly lost, so it was like, everything it was like, is crumbling around you. What else could go? Yeah, yeah. What else could go wrong? I'll tell you what else could go wrong. You go and tr- you go and train across the street at your park, and you leave your equipment bag there, and you go back to get it, and it's gone. Oh, and it's no. like everything that you have for oh, training no. is gone. So I had like this big Nike bag full of like med balls and hurdles, like ladders, uh-huh. everything I use to train, gone. It's like you have got to be kidding me. It was so. It was, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, like some people would say, like that's not that bad. That you know, you lost your bag of stuff. But it was, it was like all the stuff leading up to yeah. <laughs> that yeah. bag getting stolen. Uh, that it just like, uh, I was, just, I was just like so crushed by that. Uh-huh. 
and the whole situation that year, like the whole NFL thing, and yes. like the friends and all that. It was just like, man, this is too much. You know? Everything's like, stacking against yeah, you. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say 2011. The house year. is on fire. You might want to step out of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, like that that, kind of the thing. meme where everything's on fire and there's yeah. like that cat character. It's just like, <laughs> I'm fine. You know, it's just like, <laughs> like <laughs> that's how I felt yeah. in 2011. So, so yeah, I, it, it, that was tough, but I'm glad I decided to stick with it and keep going because and I had again I still had this goal like it was mm-hmm. still it was still in front of me and you know you're going on three years so again extreme patience yeah to get to this goal um so in February 2012 I did the NFL regional combine which is like anybody can go pay 200 bucks anybody can show up and try out and it was okay. like the lowest point in my football career yeah um cause it was like <sighs> I don't know. It, there were zero NFL personnel, like zero uh-huh. scouts, nothing. It was like they hired a dude off the street with a camcorder to like come record guys oh run my. a forty. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was rough, um, but thankfully, you know, did well enough with that. I actually got a call a couple weeks later, said, "Hey, you qualify for a super regional combine in Detroit." Okay. So I was like, Ah, yeah, this is. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. So I, I went, and it was night and day i mean it was okay nfl scouts gms like personnel actually there um you know it, it was just me and one other guy that they had selected from all over the country as far as fullbacks um so it was actually competitive it was it was like the real it was like a real deal combine yeah um i mean not nearly as big production but it was it was like the real thing uh and from there you know i i started getting some calls mm-hmm. from that um few teams called me titans uh being one of them jacksonville uh the jets and the giants were like the first teams to call me and uh, i was supposed to go to jacksonville um on a trial basis to their rookie mini camp okay and tennessee you know found out i don't know how they found out or whatever um they brought me in like the tuesday before or something i was supposed to leave on thursday for this, yeah. this mini camp uh and they worked me out and and uh, said, yeah, we're going to sign you. And that was, like, May 1st, 2012. And that was it? Like, yeah, that was it. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we're going to sign you today. I was like, wow, okay, uh, <laughs> great. <laughs> so um, so it was, like, a complete, I mean, complete turnaround from, you know, where 2011 had gone to now, like, actually signing with the team, actually having a contract with the team and, like, achieving that goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but now it was, like, another transition. It was like, all right. Yeah. I have to go from not playing football for three years to now <laughs> playing at the professional level uh-huh. um, and figuring that out. So, And moving to a new place. Yeah, moving to Nashville. Never never been here. I didn't know anything about Nashville. Uh, turns out it's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's it's a great place to be. I mean, I grew up here, um, stayed here. Yeah. I'm like a unicorn. So it must be good. You, you know, know? <laughs> not many yeah, people yeah. not people like me around, you, you know. Don't meet many natives. Um, so, yeah, so we – so I actually – I went back – to Fort Sill, Oklahoma, which is where it was, back to my army job mm-hmm. for a week basically, um, and had to get all my stuff together to transition from or basically submit my packet to actually get approved to get early release from wow. active duty. Yeah, so I had to get that all together in a week, and then I was back here a week later for rookie minicamp. So okay. I was I was going through rookie minicamp, OTAs, and everything, and I stayed here f- from. I guess late April, or no, 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 it was May 
because I signed him like May 1st. It was mid-May until the end of June. So mm-hmm. I was I was in Nashville that whole time. And during that time, I was like trying to get paperwork pushed through HRC, which is Human Resource Command, yeah. and the Pentagon okay. um, in order to stay here and play football, like to do that. Um, you know, so I was trying to make calls and get, get yeah. everything going. Um, and you know, it was, it was another transition. It was another goal. It was yeah. like, all right, I got, it was a little more short term. It's like, I got to make this team. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It wasn't like a, a three closing. year, four year, five year goal. It was like, yo, if I don't make this team, like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Like, you know, you kind of got one shot at this. Um, so yeah, so went back to Forest Hill after OTAs and minicamp and all that. I got orders to transition from active duty into the reserve so yeah. I could go play. Um, and so I was back at Forest Hill, like doing an army job for another month, and then I was back for training camp uh, in August, like beginning of August. That's wild. And uh, yeah, I mean it was. You're like living two lives. It was yeah. For point. a little while yeah. there, it was like my wife was living in Oklahoma, I was in living in Nashville. <laughs> like I was still in the army, but I was playing football. It was like this whole, yeah, double life that I was I was living for a little bit. Like a superhero, I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Uh, just a guy, just a guy. Um, so yeah, it was like uh, the first day. The so the first day of pads uh, of training camp. Um, I tear my meniscus in my right knee. Wow. And it was one of those things where it was like, ah, oh, do I say something? Do I just kind of deal with it? So I, I just kind of dealt with it. I was like, well, well it's not going to get any worse. And you know, it's already torn in there. I mean, it, it wasn't like slowing me down too much. Okay. Um, it was just annoying. And I could, I could definitely feel it. Um, so I was just... I was just dealing with it, and I was like, I, I just got to get through training camp. Got to uh-huh. get through preseason. Yeah. So that's what I did. Just I was just, you know, busting my ass to make the team. Yeah. And, you know, um, dealing with this knee, and uh, I, I made it through the first cut. And I was like, all right, just got to keep going. Made through, made it to the last cut, and then got cut. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah. Uh, you know. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they called me a day later. Say, hey, we're going to sign you to the practice squad. I was like, great. Let's do it. So so then I was I was on the practice squad, and I was, you know, going to practice, doing everything, you know, that, that the guys do um, besides playing on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and, and still had the, the torn meniscus thing, but it was one of those things where it was just like, well, we can fix it, or you can just deal with it and fix it later. It's not going to, you know. It doesn't make a difference. If, if, you're, if you're fine with it, just leave it type of thing and I was like well yeah I'll just I'll go with it yeah um so I was on practice squad you know doing all that and then I was actually activated for two games um I get once against the, the so one game against the Texans it was kind of like mid-season because uh, we were down some running backs we needed an extra running back and then um once at the end of the season against the Jaguars and that was uh, so there was there was two there were like two things in my NFL career is like oh I, you know I, I I've made it to the, uh-huh. <laughs> to the yeah. point where it's like I achieved the goal you know um, against the, ja- I, the the Jacksonville Jaguars the last game of the season we the were team a, you're supposed to go to right the te- the first team I was supposed to go to yeah. yes yeah uh, they were they, they're a lot better now 
Uh, but they were not great, and, you know, this is 2012. Um, and so we were in a four-minute drill. We were just running out the clock. And they put me in as the running back. And they were like, go run out the clock. Go get a first down, yeah. run out the clock. Man, I was running like it was the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, was like, it was like, this may never happen again. Yeah. As a fullback, like, you don't get the ball. I like, picture this being like the end of Rudy. It basically was. No, yeah. it seriously yeah. was. It seriously was. Like, Everybody's just chanting. I think there was a Mooney chant at yes. one point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's were, what's happening in my head right now. probably about like 20 people left in the, in the stadium yes. <laughs> at this point in the game. But they were in it. They, they were, were in, it. in it. They loved it. You know, it was great. Uh, so yeah, I got like four carries for or four or five carries for like nineteen yards or something. Yeah, it's like yes, I have stats, you know. That's right. And, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that led into you know a postseason scope on the knee, which was fine. I got through all that, and then um, and then I uh, yeah, I came back the next season. I was I, I won the starting job, and I was the starting wow. fullback for uh, the whole season and all that. And, um, so legitimately, you you didn't make it, and then all of a sudden, they call you and said, "Hey, you know, can you come practice with us?" Yeah. To going to the next season. Yeah. To earning the position well, starting. Well, yeah, I. Gosh. I mean, I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't say it was it was that easy because I actually got. Well, I don't think that's easy at all. I got, saying. Well, I'm saying like the the from 2012 to 13 because I actually I got I did get I got cut after my second year my second training camp preseason like I got cut again. Okay. But the guy um, the guy that had starting ahead of me he like tore his quad or something. Oh, and so whoa. They, yeah, so they call me. Um, once you know, again, they're like, "Psych." Once again, hey, we're, we're psych. Like <laughs> we're gonna need you to start against the, right. the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, and I'm like, "Yep, let's go." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that I, that was uh, yeah, that was my first like NFL start was against the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2013. Um, it's almost like just as easy things can crumble. Oh. And, and just as easy, they can be rebuilt in a new way. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And maybe in a better way than you imagined. Yeah, it, and it's crazy. I mean, how low you can be to the highs, and it's uh, and you kind of have to appreciate, you know, the highs because they're going to be taken away so quickly. You know? Yeah, they're it's not like, forever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to kind of sit back and try to remember and like try to take a mental picture of like, man, this is this is an awesome time in my life, you know. So. Um, just kind of take a mental picture of that. So when times aren't so great, be like, yeah, well, look how fast they can turn around. You yeah. know, look where you can be. You know, because I mean, you talk about five years prior to that, it was I was just going into you know, you're playing catch with was, some middle schoolers. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Like five years prior to starting for the Tennessee Titans and. And running out as, like, the 12th man for Military Appreciation Day. Like, that was oh, one of the other yeah. big things. It's like, I was catching balls from middle school kids at yeah. a local church, you know? Like, oh, my goodness. So, it's just, things can change so quickly, and you never know. And where you are where, where you are now is is not really an indication of where you're going to be, you know? Yeah. Five years from now, ten years from now. You never know how, how things are going to change and how they're going to work out. So, it's a journey. It's a process. And, and it's all... You know, it's it, I. I feel like it's part of like my my fitness story, like my kind of my my training story. I mean, it's 
it's it's never a straight line you know it's yeah. like you can be all over the place you have different goals different things you want to achieve so but having having an you know some kind of ideal some kind of goal that you're progressively working towards uh, I think helps keep you consistent helps you create those habits that make you successful in the end yeah um and I really, I didn't even, gosh, I didn't even realize the habit thing until uh, my coach, my running back coach in Atlanta said something that was, uh, made so much sense. It was crazy. Uh, he said, first you form a habit, then the habit forms you. Uh, and it's, you know, at first, yeah, you have to work to develop that habit. Like, it, be it a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, sure. You know, good or bad, if you develop bad habits, it's going to, you know, develop you at some point. I mean, if you have a bad habit of, you know, eating crappy food, like, you know, you're going to have crappy performance or crappy, yeah. um, you know, I don't know, body composition, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> garbage in, garbage out type of thing. Um, but, yeah, it just makes sense. That, like, you have to consistently work on developing these habits. And it, what solidified it for me is I read the book The Power of Habit. Okay. And it's finding that cornerstone habit that, like, changes everything else. And yeah. In the book, it talks about, you know, and this. I think this girl started making her bed or she quit smoking or something. Uh-huh. And because she changed that habit, it led into other healthy habits that yeah. she wasn't doing before. And it just completely transformed her life. And it talks about Tony Dungy and how he made things he wanted to make things automatic for his players like they didn't even have to think yeah, it was just yeah. a habit that yeah. they did what they did on the field um, and I, I feel like that resonates with me because you know even now it's like get, I've transitioned from playing football into you know financial advising wealth management stuff and it's just developing routine developing good, good habits mm-hmm. to be successful in my job and and to still be successful, you know, in, you know, in my fitness life and what yeah. I want to do there. So, yeah, because it'd know. be really easy for you now transitioned into like, let, let's use my air quotes and, and normal <laughs> life yeah. where, you know, you're, you're a, you're a husband and a father and you, you work a full-time job. It's easy probably just to be like, I mean, I got enough on my plate, you know, I want to be in the life of my kid. I want to, I want to be a good husband. I want to yeah. you know, have a good marriage. I don't want to be you know, that to fall apart and I want to be successful in my career. I want to create, you know, some longevity for my family and, and some, you know, ability to be sustaining, um, financially, you know, and, and, you know, provide for my kids, you know, it, it's easy just to be like, I can concentrate there. That's plenty. Yeah. Yeah. And yet you're still choosing to carve out, you know, that, that area for healthy habits and, and healthy lifestyle that, that you, I mean, you're, you're still operating at, you know, I, I mean, I would say peak performance, but I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what your past, but when, you know, when I'm looking at, uh, you know, working out across from you in the box, I'm like, dang, okay. Like, you know, Mr. Still professional, like, you, you know, you're still looking <laughs> like a professional athlete out there. Um, and I'm like, you know, down the road, you know, still, you know, working out at McDonald's almost. It was like, you know, if we're going to compare each other, but I don't work out at McDonald's, by the way, just, just, for, just to be clear. But yeah, yeah. there was a time. <laughs> there was a time in life. Um, and yeah, and that, and that's, and that's why I love, I think that's why I love CrossFit. Uh, Cause it's something that's, that's challenged me and it's, it, it's challenged me and it's made me have to create good habits in order to be, 
halfway decent at it. Like, yeah. I like things that make me want to be better and mm. like maybe you know challenge and that challenge me a little bit um, to be better at them. And crosses for me is probably one of the most challenging things that I've pursued. And I definitely need to, I definitely need to kind of narrow in my goals a little bit. It's kind of the last within this transition. Um, you know, this has been the toughest one as far as like nailing down goals, but CrossFit has been something that's been a challenge to me. I mean, there are a lot of days where I feel like I'm trying to put a square peg in a round hole because, yeah. you know, yeah. I'm, I'm still 230 pounds. Like I, I still like to lift heavy yeah. and I still like to be strong. And that's not really everything that CrossFit's about. I mean, CrossFit's, you know, more of a, a total picture, like a, sure. a, a total athlete, um, type sport so it's challenging for me um because i i while i i excel in you know squatting a lot or you mm-hmm. know, doing heavy presses and heavy deadlifts and things like that like lifting up houses i, I mean whatever <laughs> yeah lifting up houses <laughs> great do it all day but but what challenges me are things that require you know endurance pacing mm-hmm. um gymnastics type movements I come from a world especially pacing because I come from a world where you know the ball is snapped or the whistle's blown and mm-hmm. it's 100 miles an hour yeah, out yeah. the gate and like that's all I've known how to, that's I've been conditioned to operate that way right like I've been conditioned to play at one speed and then uh-huh. <laughs> go at one speed turbo so, is, yeah, is turbo, the speed yeah, yeah turbo speed as fast as yeah. possible right so for me that's the hardest thing is like pacing because I just want to go. Yeah. And, like, that doesn't work out in CrossFit. CrossFit <laughs> because you go, and you go 100% off the bat, and you've redlined yourself, and you're done. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Like, I'll get so – I'll be in, like, a, like a 20-minute AMRAP, and I'll be – you know, I'll be through, like, three rounds in the first minute and a half. But then, like, yeah. i, I got to take a break the rest of the time. Yeah, but then you, spin. like, take a nap mid-wide and get back up and still yeah. finish before yeah, everybody else with more rounds. So yeah. I don't know how that yeah. works out still, but, you know, somehow it does. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sip a mint julep and get back to it. That's right. Know. It's just like... <laughs> well, you know, like like you were saying, you know, for, for me, as, as a part of my story, like, I had goals, and there were a time in my life where I dropped over 100 pounds and, and Dude, really, awesome. you know, dropped down. I had these goals of... Um, and triathlon was part of that. You know, I wanted to get this goal. I wanted to, to be able to comp- not compete, but finish, mm-hmm. you know, and not die. You know, that <laughs> right. was the goal. Um, and, and so, but then when those goals stopped, you know, I didn't have that, that, that line down the road that I was like, I want to get there. Um, I didn't form those habits that would carry through and then, you know, pick up CrossFit. And so for the last, you know, three and a half years, I've been doing CrossFit um, still didn't have healthy eating habits, but my work ethic and the, the energy I'm putting into it for the last three has been consistent mm-hmm. and developed a habit where, you know, for me, I don't bat an eye at waking up at four in the morning so I can be in the box at five to work out because that's my habit. That's part mm-hmm. of my life. Yeah. Um, and over the last year, trying to develop the, the healthy eating habit, um, with, with the one and only Jamie free, um, yes. trying, trying to get me on track there to develop a, habit there 
Um, and so my life now kind of circles around not necessarily the big audacious goals. Like I have some goals along the way, some movement goals and things like that that are kind of nebulous. Like you were talking about right, now, like right. you have these, you know, kind of nebulous yeah, goals. Yeah, like I have some ideas, but they're yeah. not like they're not solid. Like it's not. Yeah. But I'm living off of the habits that I'm forming, mm-hmm. and and that's uh, that's been a key. Um, despite you know all the transitions that you know might might happen in our lives it's remarkable to hear your story and your discipline and your your mental fortitude throughout those like kind of gaps you know where where, like seemingly you know nothing is happening but because of those habits because of your you know your bullheadedness or your your whatever you want to call it like you you stuck in there and were able to achieve and do and accomplish along the way what others dream and hope of, you know, because most of us, when we hit an off season or we hit an off time, like it just goes disastrous yeah. and, and everything burns and you just go, well, this is the new reality. This, this is it. This is what I'm living you know, on. I'm, yeah. I'm living on, uh, you know, what used to be my house and now it's a slab of concrete because everything's burned around me and <laughs> this is apparently new reality. Yeah. But yeah. the reality is you, you can rebuild. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, you and you've always, done that over and over again. Yeah, you can always rebuild your life. You can always rebuild, you know, you can always rebuild what has gone wrong. Like, there's there's always some way to remedy what bad things have happened. You know, yeah. there's, you know, whether it's reconciliation of a relationship or, you know, whether it's things didn't turn out the way that you thought they would. Um, there's always some way to reinvent yourself, reinvent your goals, reinvent what you're doing, and and get back to a good state. Like, I mean, doesn't always have to be bad, and that's part of that is is your mindset as well. Like, if if you yeah. have a negative mindset, like negative things are going to happen to you. Yeah. If you have a positive mindset, positive things are going to happen to you. It may not be immediate, and this is a whole other soapbox. I mean, <laughs> we live in such a culture that's so immediate. Yeah, thanks, Amazon. Yeah, right? Like, we want everything, like, right now. Yeah. Um, that we kind of we, we kind of lose that that endurance to, like, oh, yeah. stick through things. <laughs> like, <laughs> we forget that some things take some time. Yeah. And, you know, whether uh, rebuilding your life is sometimes is going to take some time. You know, wow. sometimes those transitions are going to... And achieving goals are going to take time. I mean... You, we talk about my transitions. None of them happened overnight. You know? Yeah, like no, yeah. literally none. Like, and they weren't clean. And they, they weren't clean. They, they were messy. Quick. They were they were rough. Um, but there was always you know some some goal to achieve and like some kind of sticking with it. You know, there, there's power in just showing up. You know, yeah. it's just like you keep coming back. You know, you may get knocked down multiple multiple times, but you just. You keep getting up. You keep you keep showing up. There's, yeah, there's power in that. So, absolutely. There was a there was a quote that I heard not long ago. I think it was about um, Barry Sanders, and one of the commentators was saying something about, you know, he ran for some odd, you know, thousands of yards over over his career, um, like the equivalent of a, of like a half marathon or marathon, some something crazy like that, some distance. And then another con- commentator perks up and goes, yeah, but he got knocked down every four yards. <laughs> yeah. You know, he might have yeah, run a yeah. marathon, but every four yards he got knocked down. <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and that same thing for our own lives. Well, I, yeah. you know, I appreciate all and, your, and your insight, man. One more thing, just... I'd be, like, it would, I would feel terrible if I didn't mention, like, it, it's not all you either. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's about having people around you that support mm-hmm. you. 
um, having having that is probably the most important thing. Like, yeah. I, I know I haven't hit on it and talked on it much, but having the support, like having people around you that are going to lift you up and, yeah. and not bring you down, I think that's that's huge. And then being able to help others along the way. Like, don't just mm. make it about, like, oh, this is my journey and I'm going to do this and that. No, yeah, I mean, get out of my way. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't distract don't, me. You don't, like, on the way to your goal, you don't need to crush other people people to get there like (laughs) you need to be bringing other people up you know like uh, gosh I'm just like a walking like I don't know what you call it I guess uh, catchphrase or something but (laughs) one of my buddies used to always say be an energy giver not an energy taker yeah Um, so that is like you know bring people up be positive and have support around you of people that bring you up and be positive so um, like, and that's part you know, like CrossFit, you know, like you surround yourself with positive people, you're going to be more positive. You surround yourself right. with healthy people, you're going to be more healthy, you're yeah. going to eat better. You, all these things are a byproduct of the people you're surrounding yourself with. Right. And in it CrossFit, makes it much easier yeah, to live that really, out. When you, when you have a community of people that, you know, have similar, similar goals, similar mindsets, it makes it much easier yeah. to continue to show up when you're... When you're doing that on your own, it's nearly impossible. Oh you gosh, know? yeah. It's like you can you can tell yourself all day, like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do this. Yeah. And you're like, no, you need you need a coach, you need a support system, yeah. like to get you through it. I mean, my wife's been through with with me like every step of the way yeah. since I j- joined the army, like up until now. So it's like she's always been that rock for me as far as like I've had that support. I've always yeah. had my parents had. My wife's parents have had, you know, I, there's always been mentors. Like, I haven't done anything. Nothing I've done has been on my own. Like, yeah, it's like, that's I, awesome. Like, yeah. I haven't achieved anything. It's like the people that have been pushing me uh-huh. and helping me get to that point are what's helped me achieve things. Like, yeah. it's, it's not like... That's so important, it's yeah. Not like I, it's not like my story is... It's my story. Like, yeah. it's... It's my wife's story. It's my mentor's story. It's my family's story. Like, they're all part of that. So yeah. for me to sit here and say, like, oh, yeah, I did this and I did that, well, yeah, that's BS. Because, mm-hmm. like, really, like, they did that and we did this together, yeah. you know. So so I, I think that's important to, to mention as well. I don't want yeah. anyone to think that, like, this was... Like oh I my fortitude and everything else like that's what really got me to where I am. No, I had a lot of help along sure. the way. Um, yeah, and I yeah like and falling it's that, down. It's that tension of both. Like you know, it, right. it still takes you to set the alarm. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Get up in the oh, morning. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it also takes your your wife who's laying next to you to be able to give you the grace of when you knock something over and wake her up at four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you continue to go, you know? Yeah. Like I always, I, every morning I say bye to my wife and I think it pisses her off every morning <laughs> when I do it, but I'm going to just, but I know that, you know, I know that I have her support, her love and just having like that emotional support there, uh, has been huge for me. So, um, and then, having people that have been able like have been willing to kind of like stick their neck out there for me yeah yeah um you know make a call or you know talk to someone so mm-hmm. i mean that's been huge too so i always try to remember that and you know i i i want to be i want to be that person yeah. that's helping someone else as well absolutely you know, like, kind of working that way um so yeah to be able to be a connector and connect somebody 
with you know yeah. someone that helps them get a job or get into don't get school so focused where it's all about you, you yeah know? yeah help other people yeah if it's all about you and it's just your story and what you're doing yeah it's all well and good but you know it should be about others and, and yeah them helping you and you helping them i mean we're all in this together you know? Absolutely. so yeah so i think that's that's an important facet of of my story this is just not it's not just my story that's yeah really what it comes down to yeah that's really awesome yeah i just celebrated a year of my most recent journey yeah. and uh you know kind of put my stats out there and made sure that i can you know said and it's because of all the sport in my life it's because yeah. of these people who have walked beside me and 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 said you know keep going man you it's and keep encouraging yeah. me you know and and to me that I mean that's what makes all the difference like if right. I set out to hit any goal of mine whatsoever by myself you know I, I might make it a week right, maybe right. if if I'm lucky yeah you know yeah. but by the weekend I'm at the sushi bar you know like you know I'm just hey it's hard right to have a cheat great. day every once in a yeah, while yeah. <laughs> not gonna go good for your mental state that's right well the uh, air bikes are kicking up here in class so uh we better we better call it to an end but i appreciate your time and your story and uh, man just so much stuff that that we all can take and uh kind of help us along our journeys and i appreciate it yeah thanks for having me um you know it's 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 been a pleasure and you know i'm, I'm honored and humbled that you even asked me to be on the on the podcast so thank you for that oh uh, it was great we'll see you Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We thank you for listening as always. We're grateful for that. If you remember, there is a blog that happens, a lot of extra content on the blog where you can see pictures about this podcast as well as blog uh, articles that we put out every other week on opposite weeks of this podcast. So please come join us over at barbell-voodoo.com for more things. And until next time, we'll see you later. Later.